What's up, guys? Welcome back to ELA Podcast. This is the first episode. Today, we're going over the top eight AFC teams in the NFL, top eight NFC teams, who we think the best player is at each position, and who we think the MVP, Offensive Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, and Rookie of the Year will be at the end of the season. We'll also go over who the best offense is and the best defense is. So, guys, who do you think... Or what's your list for the top eight AFC teams? All right, so I think we can all agree that in the AFC, the Buffalo Bills are number one and Kansas City's number two. I agree with that. The Buffalo Bills have a 95-point differential. They're, they're, they have 176 points for themselves and 81 against, <coughs> against, and they have crazy numbers. All right, yeah, I agree with the first two teams. What about you, Alex? I agree. I also have the Bills at one and Chiefs at two. You know, I think we saw the Bills at one after they just beat the Chiefs the previous week. Yeah, and can, you can't score like Kansas City can. Kansas City scored 223 points in seven weeks. Yeah. So, all right, so now three three through eight, it's it's probably Beatable. controversial. Beatable. So I have three as the Los Angeles Chargers. Because they they have, they have a high average for they have a high um, yards a game and they averaging twenty three point four points a game. I agree with Landon. I have the Chargers at number three spot. I have to disagree with that. You know, Chargers are just coming off a big loss to Seattle, and that, that's fair. But I think it was just I just think it was a bad slump. I think that they can come out of it, and I think they can start winning some games. Yeah, but I feel like the Jets are just a better team. Better team to put it. See, I have the okay. two record. Okay, that works perfectly because I have the Jets coming at four. I also have the Jets at four because they they're up there with with yard average. They're averaging three hundred thirty one yards a game, and they've only let up one hundred that's thirty seven points this whole season, which that's pretty good. All right, so number f- five, I have Baltimore. That's why I put the Chargers. Put the Chargers at five. All right. I put the Ravens at five. Okay, so as well. all right, uh, they're they're a solid team. I mean, they're not Chargers or Jets caliber yet. They've had a little bit of a rough start, but I think they can. I think they'll be better as the season goes along. Yeah, I agree with that. All right, so six. I the Titans. I yeah, the Titans. Titans. I have uh, I have the Titans. <laughs> yeah, the Titans. All right, so we can all agree the you Titans know, are at the. Numbers. I feel like as the season goes on, you know the run games are getting better. <laughs> <laughs> you know he's just a monster, so I feel like he's just going to improve as the season goes on. Yeah. All right, number seven, Ravens. I put the Ravens there. I said the Bengals are at the number seven spot because they're in the Super Bowl, even though they aren't the best team. I said the Miami Dolphins. I think that they're going to be. I think they can work their way up as the season goes on. I had the Miami Dolphins at eight. I think. Again, the Bengals are just better just because they were in the Super Bowl last year. And no, I see, I had the Bengals at eight. I also the Dolphins at eight because I feel like once Tua gets back into it, they're going to be back. And, and who was your seven? Seven? Ravens. Mm, I think Ravens right. seven. They yeah. started out hot. They cooled down a little bit. Mm. I feel like they could get hot again very easily. Yeah. All right, so let's move on to the NFC. Um, I think number one. Now, nah, I'm not trying to be biased or anything, but I think Philly is the number one team because – they are leading the league in turnovers. They have 14 turnovers in seven weeks. In, yeah, seven weeks. Nine interceptions, five fumbles, point differential 56, and they're averaging almost 400, point, 400 yards a game. Yeah, as much as I hate to say it, I just for the, a, or the NFC, I think the Eagles are at the number one spot. I'm going to unfortunately have to put Eagles at first place. Just, you know, that undefeated record is hard to look past. 
But looking at the strength of schedule, it's not very difficult to be undefeated at this point. This See, that that's that's an overstatement. I don't agree with that. They have some tough they have some tough opponents and I think that they're a solid team. Right. I just think the rest of the NFC is bad. That's the only reason the Eagles are in first. All right, you know what? I, I will respect that because there are some bad teams. I'll give it to you. All right, so moving two through eight, I think this might get controversial. I have the Giants at number two because they're, they're a team. They can, they can run the ball really well. We've seen a healthy Saquon Barkley who has shown up and actually he's been playing really well. And their defense isn't the worst I've ever seen. They have a, they have a solid defense. See, I have the Giants at number three, but at number two, I have the Vikings. I feel like there's just better names on the Vikings, and even though the Giants do have a better record, I just think the Vikings are better. See, I had I had the Vikings at three. I'm gonna agree with Evan on this one. I had the Vikings at two. You know, the only loss coming to the Eagles, which was just an off game. Justin Jefferson did really nothing that game. Couldn't well, well, hey, can I say Darius Slay locked him up? That. No, I'm just saying it's an off game. Yeah, yeah but you okay? Off game. And then the Giants at three. They got a good run game. Saquon Barkley. Daniel Jones is finally seeing his full potential. Yeah. You know, six and one record. You can't really look past that. Yeah. They could end up competing with the Eagles for first place in their division. Yeah, Daniel Jones is really starting to turn out. He's looking pretty good. All right, so number four, I had Dallas. I I hate that one, but I almost had to do it. Dallas, I had to put four because their their defense is crazy. Micah Parsons. Lockdown. I think he has seven sacks already as a linebacker, and he's he's just dialing in. Yeah, I also had the Cowboys at number four. The other teams, like their record, isn't very good, so I kind of just put the Cowboys at four because their record. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I put the Cowboys at four. You know, were they five and two? Yeah, yeah. five and two. Can't really look past that. A bunch of other teams in the NFC are just really not doing too well this year, but we'll see. The Cowboys can maintain that position as they have a little bit of tough schedule coming up here. Yeah. Yeah, right. I don't know if they'll... Oh. All right, so five five and six, this this is going to be interesting. I had Seattle and then San Francisco. Yeah, I feel like the rest of the list is kind of hard from here on out, but I also had Seattle and the 49ers at... Because Seattle, see, Geno Smith, Geno Smith is Geno a solid Smith quarterback. Is underrated. He is, I agree with that. He is a solid quarterback... He just needs the team to work around him. I actually think he's better than a few of the other starters in the NFL. I don't think. I, I agree with that. I mean, Panthers, they I wouldn't even say they have a starter at this point. They've gone through, what, three quarterbacks in week seven? A lot. I think Sam Darnold, Sam Darnold and Baker are out. I, and who's the new, uh, there's some new guy that's coming in. I don't know. I don't know. You, Panthers? Yeah. P.J. Walker? Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. I'm gonna have to disagree. I put the 49ers at five, but that's purely just because we looked You're at. You're a 49ers fan. No, no, that's purely because <laughs> looking at the beginning of the season, they played each other already, and the 49ers won 27 to seven. So I feel like it's just we can't even look at record all year because the schedule is a little bit different, a little bit harder, a little bit easier opponents going on. But Seattle does have a good case just because they did just beat the, Pan- the Chargers by 14. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I had the Seahawks over the 49ers, but I could understand why someone would put the 49ers in the Seahawks. Maybe because he's a 49ers fan, but hey, never know. All right, so number seven and eight, I had the Rams and the Falcons. I put the Rams over the Falcons because the Rams beat the Falcons, but the Falcons are a solid team, and so are the Rams. They just, the Rams came out a little rough. I also have the Rams there. You know, you can't really deny that they're coming off a Super Bowl win. So, a little shaky start, but as season goes on, there's no doubt that they're going to get going with all the star talent they have there. Yeah. So, 
so I agree with your number seven pick, the Rams, but I'm going to have to disagree with number eight. I had the Buccaneers. Oof. I'll put the Buccaneers because of Tom Brady. They're at the top of the NFC South, and there's just a lot of star talent on the Buccaneers. I'm going to disagree with you because Tom Brady is not showing up to his Tom Brady. Tom I, Brady ability. I agree. He, he is getting destroyed. He can't move. He can't do anything. He's getting stuffed. I, I I, I agree. But I think he's been sacked the most times out of any quarterback so far. But here's far. the thing. Tom Brady is Tom Brady, and there's also just other big names on the Buccaneers. Yeah, but his name this year is not, not a name. Oh, I just feel not like a big name they're better than the Falcons, even I, though they have the same record. I'm going to have to agree with Evan on this one. You know, you can't. Tom Brady's going to do Tom Brady's things. I know. you. I know. Tom Brady is Tom Brady, but yeah. this year, he, look at, he's falling. Look at the NFC South. I don't really feel that the Buccaneers are going to not come out of that one on top. Yeah. yeah, I feel like they need to get into it as season goes. There's just too much talent. All right, that's fair. That's fair. All right, All right, so now we're going to go into the best players of each position. All right. So, Kitchens, what you got? All right, so for quarterback, I think the best player is Josh Allen. I also think he'll be the MVP because normally the MVP is a quarterback. Although, I could see Patrick Mahomes being a close second because he does have better stats than Josh Allen as of now, but Josh Allen did also have a bye week, so it's hard to say who would have better stats. Yeah, see, I, I agree with Kitchens on this one. I had Josh Allen as both my quarterback and my MVP. Josh Allen's behind Mahomes in yards by 179 yards. He had a bye week this week. Mahomes didn't. So that's, that's one game right there. Josh Allen could easily throw 179 yards in a game. He's averaging 8.3 yards yards pass with um, 300 with 330, he's averaging 330 yards a game, and then he's already thrown 1,980 this season. He's also been sacked and allowed less turnovers than Mahomes. I also put him higher too because he had 0.1% more completion percentage than Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, yeah I saw Josh Allen at the best quarterback. We did get to see a quarterback matchup the previous week with Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen going at it, and Josh Allen came out on top. And the stats are just so close, but Josh Allen did have a bye week this week, and Patrick Mahomes did just have a good game, so for the stats to be that close and Josh Allen having one last game, I might put Josh Allen at one. All right, running back. This this one might be a little controversial. I don't... Yeah, this one was tough. I most people would say Saquon Barkley, and I had Saquon Barkley for my offensive player of the year. But if you're looking at stats, Nick Chubb is the better running back. He has four more touchdowns, a little bit more yards, but he also has way less attempts than Saquon. So that's why I have him as the best running back. Yeah, I, I have to agree with Kitchens. I, I love Barkley. I'm a Penn State fan, so it, it's just kind of there. But Nick Chubb's just undeniable. He already has 740 rushing yards. He's averaging six a carry. And he has less he has less carries than Barkley, and he's still at getting having bigger numbers with eight touchdowns. I have to agree with that. Nick Chubb, he's just been great this year. He's probably the best true usher in the NFL. What Saquon's got going for him is he liked the passing game. But you don't see Nick Chubb catching on any passes. He's just more you just hand the ball and watch him go. Yeah. Wide rec- all right, wide receiver. This this is definitely the most controversial. This was a this was a tough one. I had Tyreek Hill. Ooh. He has the most yards. He has one more reception. And I know he doesn't have a lot of touchdowns, but the plays I've seen him make on the field, you know, Tua kind of underthrows it sometimes, and I think Tyreek Hill is really good at like coming back to the ball and like finding the ball and so I think he's just the best wide receiver not even if you're not looking at stats alright I can agree with that in a sense because you can't um, you can't deny Tyreek Hill's speed he's yeah. faster he's insanely fast 
But I'm gonna have to say that Stephon Diggs is the best wide receiver. He his num his numbers are crazy. He said he's caught for six hundred sixty yards. He's averaging fourteen fourteen a reception with six touchdowns, and he's averaging one hundred and ten yards a game. I'm gonna have to agree with Land on this one. Uh, I feel like Tyreek Hill's a good choice, but he just had that one big game, which really just puts him at the top of all the stats. But Stephon Diggs has just been way more consistent this year. Just like Landon said, the 656 yards, only 100 less than Tyreek Hill. And he also has four more, touch, four more touchdowns this year at six, which is really good for only being six games played. So he's having a touchdown game. And That's not to mention that he's around, what, 100 yards behind Tyreek Hill? Yeah, and he like, had a bye week this week. Yeah. So, so that, that's, that's a game for him. He, he can easily get 100 in the game. Yeah. All right, let's move on to tight end. I think this one's pretty obvious, I feel like. Yeah. I had Travis Kelsey. Uh, the stats just kind of speak for themselves, but I think Mark Andrews also a good receiving tight end. But I had Travis Kelsey at one because I think he's just he's good at blocking too, probably better than Mark Andrews. Is. Yeah, I agree. Travis Kelsey, you just can't deny him. He's a really good player. He's very consistent. Tra- See, Mark Andrews, I can't go with him as one because he's not as consistent as Travis Kelsey. Yeah. Travis Kelsey has numbers like a wide receiver would. He's got seven touchdowns. He's averaging eighty a game. Or 80, 80 yards a game, and he's, every pass he's averaging about 12. He's caught for 550 yards. He's putting up wide receiver, like a decent wide receiver numbers as a tight end. So I'm going to agree with both of you on this one. You know, the, the way the Chiefs just use Travis Kelsey, he's pretty much just like an extra wide receiver. He gets out there, just catches passes, and then he averages yards after the catch. It's just insane, his statistics yeah. for that. But, like, a lot more goes into being a tight end, but I feel like his greatness in just receiving is what puts him at number one. All right, next up we got offensive line. I thought this one was a tough decision. A lot of the research I was seeing was between two guys, Trent Williams and Quentin Nelson. When I came down to it, I picked Quentin Nelson pretty much just because he was younger, and I feel like it's just a safer pick than Trent Williams. So yeah, I, I took Trent Williams. I think he's a very good blocker. He protects his quarterback well, and I don't think there's anything wrong with him. I'm going to agree with Lane on this one. Trent Williams, he's just so dominant, especially in the run game. 9.1 run blocking grade, pro football focus. Um, and his pass blocking is phenomenal, too. He rarely gets up a sack. Yeah. All right, D-line. Again, I thought this was a tough one. I said Miles Garrett. I'm there. He's third place t- with two forced fumbles, and it's Miles Garrett. He's really jacked. All right, so I know Aaron Donald's a little washed, but I took Aaron Donald. He's he's four sacks, 12, 12 solo tackles. He's he can break through a line like it's nothing. He's sometimes he's just he's just able to get through like nobody else can. I'm going to agree with on this one. Aaron Donald just being so dominant. His stats are amazing, especially for being a D-tackle. Usually D-tackles are just there to just clog up holes, occasionally make a play. But he has stats that make him look like he is the most dominant player in the NFL. Mm-hmm. All right, so cornerback. All right, I, I want to start off with this one because this is going to be controversial. I don't, I don't know if you're going to agree, but I have Sauce Gardner as the best cornerback because he's leading the league and passes defended. He he has 33 tackles, 25 solo, and he's been playing really good. He's been playing really good coverage. He's locked up a bunch of people. He's I just think he's been doing really good, especially as what rookie. Yeah, I had Sauce Gardner as my rookie of the year. 
but I did not have him for my best cornerback. I actually had Trayvon Diggs as my best because he has three interceptions. I could also hear someone make a case for Darius Slay because he also has three interceptions. So I'd go with either one of them too for my best and, Yeah, I got to agree with Kitchens. I, I had Darius Slay at a close second. I, I really like the way Darius Slay plays. I just didn't have Sauce Gardner just because he's a rookie. I yeah, like I, I respect that. See, and I do agree that he's going to be the rookie of the year. I have that down to It's hard to say that he's the best in his first season. I can't really decide on the number one. I have like a 1A and a 1B. You know, if you're looking for like picks, for forced turnovers, all that kind of stuff, you're going to look at Trayvon Diggs. He can really just make a play when you need him. But if you want to look at like just lockdown coverage, you want to look at Sauce Gardner. He's just been amazing this year. He hasn't allowed that many receptions, that many yards. I don't think has he allowed a touchdown yet. I don't think he's allowed a touchdown. I yet. I think you're right. I don't think he has. I don't think he has. And that's if not, if not, it's only like one. Yeah. And that's continuing on from his college career. Didn't allow a single touchdown at all throughout his entire, entire college career. Yeah. All right. So safety. This one, I feel like I don't know. Maybe it's not obvious, but to me, it was Derwin James Jr. is just absolutely locked down. Sixty-three tackles, two sacks, thirty-eight solo tackles, and twenty-five assists. He's He's been playing like a really good safety. He he's solid. Uh, he's a really good Chargers player. He helps that defense a lot. All right, I'm gonna agree with Lane on this one. Derwin James, I feel like he plays a major role in why the Chargers defense is competing with some of these offenses that they go against. All the tackles, so many pass deflections, and he has two sacks coming from the safety. That's just phenomenal. Being through only six games or seven games. All right, my pick might be a little surprising. But I picked Von Bell as my best safety. He has one forced fumble, few interceptions. I just, I think, from what I've seen this season, he looks like the best safety. That's, that's a- All right, so linebacker, I think my Penn State colors are coming out again. I got to say the best linebacker is Micah Parsons. Seven sacks. He's, he's leading the league as a linebacker in sacks. He's forced two fumbles, and he can get to the quarterback in no time. He's incredibly quick. He's, he can find the holes. He can get to the quarterback. I'm going to agree with you on this one. Ryan Parsons, even though he's in a true running back, I see him as more of like a running line. I mean, even though he's in a, a true linebacker, I see him as more of like an edge rusher type linebacker with the amount of sacks that he gets. But they use him in the way that he's going to excel. So if you have someone who can consistently get to the quarterback, you're going to put him there. So I feel like he still is number one in the NFL. Yeah, this was a tough decision. So I'm going to have to agree with you guys, Mike Parsons. All right, so now let's move on to some awards. So we're going to do cover the MVP, Rookie of the Year, Offensive Player of the Year, and Defensive Player of the Year. So, all right, I think we can all agree Josh Allen is the MVP. Yeah, yeah, I had Josh Allen as my MVP. I feel like whoever we have as the top quarterback, whoever's the top quarterback at the end of the season is going to end up winning MVP. That's how I feel it is pretty much every year. Yeah, that's how yeah. I made my pick. Yeah, so, he's, he's crazy. His numbers are just incredible. All right, Rookie of the Year, I had Sauce Gardner. Like I said before, he's 12 passes defenders, which leads the league as a rookie. He's still, I don't think, has let up a touchdown. Uh, he has 33 tackles. He's doing really well. I also had Sauce Gardner. I don't really know a rookie besides him that could make a case for rookie of the year. So I'm going to agree with both of you. I feel like there's a little bit of question whether he can continue his uh, college dominance in the NFL. But as of right now, we can see that it is continuing, and he is proving himself as a top cornerback in the NFL. agree. All right, offensive player of the year. What you got, Kitchens? I have Saquon Barkley. Even though I had Nick Chubb above Saquon Barkley for running back, I said Saquon Barkley because I feel like the fans kind of just want him to win something. He's having a good season. He's not hurt for once. 
so I had Saquon Barkley for us. See, I, I was close. I was close to saying Saquon Barkley, but from his history, I couldn't say that knowing what's happened. Because we don't know what's going to happen later in the season, and Nick, Nick Chubb is just a lot more reliable. I mean, nothing against Saquon Barkley. I love Saquon, but just with his history, you don't know what's going to happen with him. So I, I couldn't do it. I have to put Nick Chubb as the offensive player of the year. I have to put Saquon Barkley over Nick Chubb just because I feel like Saquon is more fun to watch than Nick Chubb. Even though Nick Chubb is a good running back, that I, that Saquon I is just more fun to watch. That I agree with. He's quick. He breaks ankles. like yeah. He hurdles people. He's incredible. I'm going to have to be with Evan on this one. Saquon Barkley, he doesn't just have the run game. He also can get out there and catch pass. And if he gets open in space, it's going to go for a lot of yards. Yeah. And I feel like just – he also has a pretty good case for a comeback player of the year after coming off many injured seasons in yeah. a row. Yeah. And he's just being so successful this year. Yeah, playing a major role in the Giants. I agree with that. If he can, if he can stay healthy, he's yeah. easily going to If he stays healthy, he's going to play one offensive player of the year. Yeah. All right. So defensive player of the year, Alex, what you got? I got Micah Parsons. I feel like being the best linebacker in the league and being able to get sacks, force fumbles, create turnovers whenever you really need him to, I feel like you can't argue against him being defensive player of the year. Yeah, I mean, I completely agree with that. Michael Parsons is definitely going to be the defensive player of the year. He's it's incredible. He just does everything it takes. and He just can do anything. I actually had Trayvon Diggs for defensive player of the year. He made a case for being defensive player of the year last year. He didn't win it, but now he's second in the league for interceptions, and I feel like the fans are going to want him to win. That's why I had him as Defensive Player of the Year. The only way that I feel Mike Parsons doesn't win Defensive Player of the Year is if some DN gets out there and breaks a sack record. That's the only way I feel he's not winning it. What's the sack record right now? 21 and a half, I think. See, I don't know if that's going to happen. Do we have anybody even pushing near that at this at this point in time? I know Nick, Nick Bosa. Nick Bosa has seven. Yeah. But he, and he also missed the game already. So yeah, he's gonna have he to. Could. He's gonna have to step it up. Though. And he's got some, you know, not the strongest alliance coming up here in the schedule. So he could very easily get two he, sacks. A game. He just might have to step it up a little bit. But I think I do agree that I think that could be possible. Yeah. All right. So now we're gonna cover the best offenses or the best offense and the best defense. This will be the last topic of the day. So kitchens, let's hear it. Best offense. I had the Chiefs. If you just look at the stats for the Chiefs. They have just more touchdowns than anyone else. All right, see, I I can agree with that to a certain extent. They, I feel that the Chiefs are, like, kind of big play and then nothing will happen. Like, they can make huge plays, but they can't keep it consistently. It's just, like, every now and then. But, like, I feel like for me, I took the Bills offense because they're very consistent. They're averaging 440 yards a game. 323 passing yards a game, and they're just, their numbers are crazy. I mean, yeah, I do agree that the Chiefs' touchdown numbers are better, but sometimes they're just not as consistent. Sometimes it just doesn't work. So I have to say the Bills. I'm going to say the Bills on this one. 196, I mean, 176 points scored. And I feel like a major reason that the Chiefs get constantly put in the best offense is just because their defense hasn't been really that good this year. They just let up, like, touchdowns. So once they let a touchdown, the offense gets the ball back, and they just go score again with easily. But I feel like if their defense was just like caused the other opposing team's offense to stay on the field, it wouldn't be a question that the Bills are best offense in the league. Yeah, yeah. All right, defense. Alex, what you got? I have the Bills right now. 
but they did have a bye. But they do. They only won 81 points scored against them, and they have 176 points scored in offense. That like that's what a 95 point differential. That is yeah, amazing going uh, through six games. Yeah, the point that yeah, it's 95 point differential. I was yeah. getting, I was thinking about maybe putting the 49ers there, but they've been hurt a little bit. They just let up 44 points to the Chiefs. I can't put them at number one anymore, so I'm gonna have to go with the Bills just right. based off of the points allowed. Catching what you got. I hate to say it, but I'm going to have to say the Eagles. They have the second lowest completion percentage, and they have the lowest by a lot yards per attempt. The, I had the Giants at a close second because they did have a completion rate lower than the Eagles. I'm just not giving them the number one spot because they do have an easier schedule than the Eagles, and I think the Eagles are just have. I can name more Eagles defenders than I can Giants defenders. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. All right, so I I can't agree. I don't think I can agree with the Giants in second, but I can agree with the Eagles in first. The numbers, some of the numbers, you just can't deny. Fourteen turnovers in six weeks, nine picks, five fumbles. You can't you can't do anything against that. They've only let up 105 points against, which that's still really good. Um, I just think that they're consistent. Darius Slay is a lockdown. Um, they just have they just have guys that can lock people up. It's just you can't stop it. See, I was thinking about putting Eagles there, but then just looking at the Bills' defense, because like Evan said, he thinks that the Chiefs have the best offense in the league, but the Bills managed to hold the Chiefs to only twenty points. So I feel like that just shows that the Bills have the ability to shut down an amazing quarterback. Yeah. All right, well, that's the end of the podcast. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Yep. Tune in to Eli next week.